self-reflection it's something i'm always thinking about always on my mind what do i own in every situation that i have a conflict in so i've taken it a step deeper and i've gone into everything and everyone i've ever had a resentment against and when i went into those resentments i found there was three things in common for all of them a lack of trust in others a need for control and self-pity what does that mean well as i went deeper into it i started figuring out that i was thinking in a macro way I was projecting the world's problems onto me and internalizing them, trying to make sense of them. And for a long time, I've had a fantasy, a fantasy of being a dictator. And it's wrong. It's not right. Controlling others is not possible in this world, in this lifetime. Mass murder and genocide are wrong. And it's wrong for me to be interested in them. So, I've taken it micro. Instead of mass murder and genocide, I think maybe some jigsaw-style killings are what I should do. I saw the Saw movie recently, the new one that came out with Chris Rock, great film. I really enjoyed it. And it inspired me because it was a vigilante basically killing these cops who were doing bad things. They were... They were doing dirty cop things, basically. Taking money when they shouldn't have, being corrupt, dirty shit like that. And I thought, I really respect and admire the tenacity of taking it micro versus targeting a bunch of people and making it macro. So the way that I figured I would do it if I were a serial killer was I would have three targets. The first one... And all of these, all of these murders in my fantasies would be soundtracked. <laughs> the first song that would play would be going to the chapel by the Dixie Cups. And the first target would be baseball card flippers. <laughs> the people who buy baseball cards from Target and Walmart, which they no longer sell them there. They no longer sell them there because people are stealing them. And Target and Walmart says it's due to safety concerns, but it's not due to safety concerns. It's because they're getting stolen from. And it's because of these baseball card flippers are going in there and going through the packs, taking autographed cards. So my solution for them, it, there would be a warehouse, industrial, just picture it, going to the chapel playing, dark lighting. The first thing, I would set up a tub full of water and they would have a choice they would have a choice to survive and to live if they acknowledge what they were doing but it would be full of water and once it hit to a certain point it would electrocute them if they just stayed in there but if they decide that they want to do it i would attach a machine to their fingers and have them pull them out i think it's poetic you know flipping the baseball cards it's in the wrong hands, in my opinion. Secondly, the next would be Telephone Lines by Electric Light Orchestra. You know that song? Oh, yeah. So for this one, I would remove the person's tongue. Again, they would have a choice. 
They could choose to die. That could be their option. But it's for people who talk on speakerphone in public and disregard others. Damn, I guess you're killing me. I guess so. Shit, should I go? No. (laughs) Stay. You want to play a game? (laughs) Thirdly, would be Eat It by Weird Al. That would be the, the third song. And this one would be someone's intestines being removed from their ass <laughs> if they eat pizza with ranch dressing. Amen to that. Hmm. And today we have the Weird Sisters, Gabby and Isaac from the Weird Sisters. Welcome back to the Poptimist. <laughs> Thanks for having Thank us, Thank you, man. Taylor. Beautiful intro. Hell of an entrance. <laughs> uh, so what have you guys been up to? I know you've been busy lately. Yeah, we've, we've been busy uh, just be, doing the do and... Isaac, being the weird sisters. What have we been doing? Oh, dude, not sleeping, eating a lot of pizza, smoking cigarettes. (laughs) Oh my god! Don't tell my mom. (sighs) Yeah, she won't hear this. She will. (laughs) Somehow, some way, she always finds a way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, the times have been tight. I've had to, um, you know, tighten my belt a little bit. You know, been thin times, but we've been making a lot of videos a lot of music and we're kind of just simmering right now we're just waiting for that boil and we got noodles that are going to go in the water once we reach that nice frothy roll and uh you know the pasta's on its way you got the sauce (laughs) yeah she's right here hello (laughs) the funky sauce oh yeah yeah, yeah, we're actually um, rebuilding uh, D6 Clavinet right now with our friend John Eldridge and Brent Aldridge. And yeah, it's like this whole team effort, but as soon as we get the clav done, we just got to finish putting the strings on and do the yarn. Um, that's going to be a really uh, integral part of our live sound. Gabrielle's going to be on the clavinet for Fuck yeah. the rest of her life. Yes. It's going to be funky. Yeah, dude, it's going to be real funky. <laughs> So you got a new single coming out, Lost in the Chronic. Yeah. Yep, it's coming out on uh, the 18th. The 18th. So it came out last week, because this is going up on the 23rd. Oh, Oh, yeah, it came out last week, It came out last week. Yeah, that's right. Oh, big excitement. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you guys do to record this song? Like, What's the story behind it? Wow. Um, It was a big process. It kind of all started with this uh, sequencer riff that Gabrielle came up with, and... um, we started building the track around that um and basically we recorded it in our basement to start with and jeff came over played the drums on it uh i i originally there was no guitar on it at all i just i just recorded the vocals um so it was a real simple song it was about a, a minute and a half and i well, cool. This is a real short song. Let's, let's For once, because we're always doing these uh, these massive opus yeah, these jams. Opuses. That, yeah, ridiculous. But. Yeah, so, we, so it was real short. And then um, just said, okay, well, fuck, let's get it mixed. And so uh, we hit up our buddy Vance and said, you know, I want to give you first crack at it, bro, if you want to make it. Vance Powell. Vance Powell, the Vance Powell, yeah. The, Who worked with Jack White. Yeah, he's mythic, dude. He's godly and mythic, all wrapped up into one. He's a wizard. He's a fucking wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was into it. He liked the tune, and uh, we got a call. I was, um, I had a job earlier this year. I was a fucking maid, bro. I was just cleaning. So I was like in mid-clean, and um, Gabby called me. It's like, <laughs> like dude, um, Vance wants us to come over to uh, Sputnik and uh, add a couple things to the track, you, you know, before he mixes it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. 
And what were you doing? Man, I was at the grocery store. I was going to go to work. So I called work and I said, I had a fender bender. I can't come in today. <laughs> and I can't remember what was wrong with you, but you had to come up with something. I and, Explosive uh, diarrhea. Something, something yeah. Something. <laughs> but we both were just like, oh, well, there's no way we're not going. Yeah, just No matter what we're doing, we're going. Just so. lied my ass off and just yeah. split, drove, <laughs> drove straight to Sputnik. Rock and roll. Hell yeah. There's nothing more important. Um, so. So we go in there, and he kind of, you know, he he kind of torn the track apart, and he was like, "Listen, I love this groove, but there needs to be more of it." And so we uh, ended up recording a couple guitar parts. Like I, immediately, I went in there and started busting guitar solos and like little like wah stuff, and like his style of production is so in, insane because it's so comfortable. But we were, it was just it was like just being. It was like working with Gabby. It was like, you know what I mean? It was just like working with someone that was serving the music in a sense that we were all just coming up with ideas and um, ended up doing a guitar solo in it, you know, a couple of wah funky parts. And then um, you did a badass synth solo. Yeah, it sounds like guitars because he ran the synth uh, through guitar pedals. Oh, yeah, I was using the wah pedal on the synth while she was playing it. It was fucking badass. It, it sounds so cool. Yeah, and, and it was just, we were there for a couple hours. We recorded the overdubs i did a couple more vocals on it and then it was just like and then we mixed it real quick and it was done and we had it in our pocket like that night and super exciting got a a dude to master it and we've just been waiting you know this is the first time you've worked with someone outside the band and kind of brought them in to work with you right creatively yeah yes yeah in Um, that capacity that we we haven't had a producer before um we did work with ben mcleod um he did uh, our last single from january going down and it was great working with him yeah he he was awesome um but it was awesome to be in a room with him because he just came into the basement and uh like was not at all appalled by the fact that um i was trying to <laughs> record guitar through a full stack marshall just so loud he was so into it um yeah i was he moved to florida unfortunately i was hoping we could do more tracks with him um but uh yeah, so but we ended up doing the thing with Vance, and that was fun. <laughs> what was it like working with Vance? Because I know you're a pretty big Jack White fan. He's a huge influence on you. So was it a moment where it was just kind of unreal for you to be experiencing it, or how did it feel? From not really, it only it just felt like ridiculously natural. Like because once you get into the workflow, like the music takes over, the creativity does. It was if it had felt at all like there was a pressure. Like he's real good about just getting you in the right headspace and the vibe, and that's that's kind of the job of a producer. And so yeah, there was nothing. I mean, it, it was surreal, kind of after the fact. It was like, but almost m- m- more more than just you know his his craziness. Because like Vance, a good friend of ours, man. He's he's rad. We've known him for a while. That's part of why it was so comfortable. Yeah, too. we're just hanging out with a friend, exactly. you know. And the, the surreal part was just the results of the track. And how good it sounded. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> just the sonic quality. Insane. Yeah, getting a third head in there just really like, it, it took our creativity to another level that was completely natural. That was sick. <laughs> well, it can be uncomfortable bringing in someone from the outside and also working with someone new. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of in a pressure situation because you don't really know what it's going to be like or how you're going to feel about it because you could have did it and then been like, we fucking hate this. We don't like it. Luckily... It turned out great. It turned out awesome. It really highlights what's good about you guys. 
But it's always stressful going into a new situation with new people, no matter what it is, when you're working with them in any professional capacity. Definitely. I th- honestly, though, I, I, I don't know about you, Isaac, but I, I didn't feel any stress going into that. I was just so excited to just finally get to work with him because <laughs> I've just heard so many great things and I, I just never could have imagined it would have felt as natural as it did, though. Yeah, yeah, and then getting to do the pure mix was 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 a whole nother level of just just figuring out how we all work together really well, which was which was fun. We had a really good time doing that as well. When it clicks, it clicks. Yeah, yeah, it it, cl- it clicked for sure because he's seen the band live a bunch, and like, so he you know, knew what you guys were. I think I think that's yeah. a big part too of working with someone is they have to understand what you are, mm-hmm. and also push you past potentially what your comfort zone is push you past a little bit into the deep water and throw you in the deep end and let you learn to sink or swim yeah yeah and that's that's definitely that's definitely kind of what happened but luckily i'm pretty sure we swam i feel like i swam a little bit with a broken limb just because like i'm hard on myself and shit but yeah (laughs) yeah it was fun I can relate to that too it's like instantly after i hear something i just recorded i always hate it whether it's uh, my bass playing or singing, whatever it is, I feel hypercritical of myself. Like we just did, uh, we worked out of Trashman Studios with Josh Norfleet, and I did some background track, like vocals on it. And I told Vinny, I said, if you have to auto tune it, just fucking delete it and don't use it. And I said I was gonna kill myself if he if he used auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> And he agreed. And it sounded good. We, we listened to it recently, and I was surprised by how good it sounded. I was like, you promise you didn't auto-tune it? And he said, yeah, I, I know you said you were going to kill yourself, so I didn't auto-tune it. I, is that the one I'm mixing? Yeah. Okay, I don't yeah, have auto-tune. So yeah, one you're, of the ones you're mixing. You're yeah. in luck, man. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's been good. But yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting time because I feel like I've been really able to go down into what's been going on and just like find the peace and solace in my work, whether it's podcast or music or my friends, whatever it is. How about for you guys? I know you've stayed pretty busy during this whole time. You didn't slow down at all. No, no, we've, we've been, um, we haven't been super active online lately. Um, but that's really just cause we're kind of stockpiling, uh, videos and, things to put online so it's been a very creative period and last year we did uh quite a few live streams with the band and uh we're just writing a lot and and we were still you know playing here and there not not really that much um so we kept it real busy but this year's just been like overdrive yeah just trying to get everything ready for this single and we did a music video for this single that's going to come out a couple weeks after Isaac showed me yeah. the music video. I won't say what it is, just so people can be surprised when they see it. We can talk about it. Yeah. We can talk about yeah, it. Fuck okay. Yeah. yeah, of course. It's funny as fuck. It's exactly what I want from you guys. It's so it's so silly. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the 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 other producer in our lives. Um, yeah, real Tom. He uh, he 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 filmed and produced and did that whole music actually you and tom came up with the we the did. whole concept mm-hmm. yeah i kind of walked in the room and they were like okay we have the music video are you ready to make it and i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah tom is amazing he's been a huge influential figure um like really much ever since you know i, I met him when i was 18 up in pittsburgh but he you know we've kind of been growing together in our respective mediums and he's uh, a, a video f- 
film producer, and he does all of his work completely analog with uh, VHS, um, old mixing boards, uh, you, you know, just old cameras. He's actually getting really into tube cameras right now, which is even more fascinating. And it's every time every, he he lives um, he lives out in the desert in his bus, and then when he's not doing that, he's either chilling at our house or up in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean out of Maine working for the Navy. So he's a real eclectic dude, but... Um, he does, like, biology and shit like that, right? Yeah. He's a biologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he works for the Park Service sometimes, but I think he's not working for the Park Service this year. He's got another job, but, you know, just completely self-sufficient off the grid and living his life his own way, but... Well, that's the freedom yeah. now that I think we've we've all kind of learned is to really just live your own way and be creative in the way that you can. The, the opportunity was bestowed upon us to just kind of go into it and like I was saying earlier, just work on our things, get better, get smarter, faster. That's always the objective mm-hmm. in a sense. It's like if you're not growing, you know, creatively or artistically, figuring out how to be more efficient, you know, all, all of those things just apply to like finding that next step in your own creativity like what's what's the kind of like the next thing where's it all leading because it's just that whole journey like your life kind of just takes you there if you embrace it in a way well how things change creatively for you since you've moved to nashville because you've been here what four years now uh you're five right? five yeah i've been here six i think i got your year before you i'm going on seven this september which i can't even believe somehow it happened but <laughs> time flies yeah things have changed very quickly um but also not at all in a sense uh the whole thing has just been putting your head down and working as hard as you can obsessively just for me because that's that's just kind of the way that gabrielle and i tend to do things um and that's why that's why that's why we get along so well it's why we've been able to make this work because we have the, with the very similar work ethic um but it, it, my, my there, there's been certain things that have changed for me where I, where I've grown. Like my playing has gotten gotten better, but I'm still not happy with it. Obviously, my um, I, I've just been able to learn a lot more techniques in order to ex- express what's going on, like either emotionally or what you're hearing musically, and very much working on the impulse of all that. Like trying to catch that creative impulse, whether it's like the uh, energy of like a jam or just um, intent and emotion behind music. That's something that we're really focused on right now is, you know, kind of establishing intent before we press record. Because all these moments in music, um, you can look at a song as one moment in time, but if you break it down, you know, the uh, the nature of multi-tracking things, you're capturing all these separate moments and you're compiling them into one it's like you know super compressed time all these different moments becoming one piece of time and if all of those moments like you have a an intent or an energy or you know they're all special moments it's it just makes that feeling when you hear music happen all that more prevalent you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so we've been experimenting with that a little bit and uh we haven't quite got it down yet but it's we've achieved some interesting results as far as just like overdubbing and multi-tracking and shit like that, is that what you mean? Just just establishing the emotion and the intent, and then seeing how it hits after the whole thing comes together. Yeah, because th- there's a clear moment when a song is starting to work, where it's like this is working, <laughs> and you got to figure out how to capture that electricity. For me, what I've I've found when doing demos now, it's like 
I typically have to do it over the course of three or four days because I'll get the original seed for an idea. Like I'll come up with a chorus and then I'll go in the next day, maybe try and come up with a verse or an intro and basically try and reverse engineer it a little bit. And I have to have that energy because it's always weird going back to something after you haven't worked on it for a while. Mm -hmm. Because you have to find that same energy that you originally had. And I could hold on to that with something with three or four days. But if I stretch beyond that, then it's harder to come back to something. Is that something you've encountered at all? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Uh, Yeah, sometimes. It's just figuring out with those moments whenever you are going to hit record that like you still have that and and, and, like that that initial excitement or you're like you're even if you're experiencing something in that moment just just having a special moment it can even be separate from the initial impulse of the song but really it it always is like you know the fire is hotter you know as soon as it's lit like it's just going to burn down after a minute you know and if you wait too long on stuff, like you get stale on your own ideas, it's like man, if you're fucked, you know, just just move on, make something else. And you have start to have bad judgment. Yeah, well, it's like you know, you can get. Or in you there. just overanalyze it to the point that um, the ideas are they become contrived almost. Yeah. And I mean, cause sure. when we sit together, like, what we do is, you know, say we make something, we come back to it the next day or the day after, and if I have an idea in the moment, or he does we really try to like record it right then and there because if we just wait and we come back to it the idea might be gone or it just certainly won't have like you said the same intent and energy that it had you know initially yeah so well it's always hard to working with other people and i mean you guys have been working together now for a while god yeah five five years now five and a half yeah we've been jamming for a long time (laughs) so it's it's you you learn to read someone's musical impulses oh yeah but it can also be stressful trying to communicate something to someone if your idea isn't landing and you're not hearing it in your head so when you guys are trying to do something what do you do in that instance if you feel like something's not working and your idea is not being expressed it doesn't really happen yeah well i mean sometimes if if there's a frustration you know she's like go fuck yourself oh yeah we yell at each other all the time it gets nasty yeah but it's part of the process you know what i mean like you gotta fight to 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 get to it sometimes like you you know you have to there's tension that needs to occur sometimes in order for something to happen like if you're not working at it you know effortless can only get you so far yeah yeah it's it's kind of if it's not a little bit of a painful process that something's not right well it's a birthing process you know (laughs) what i mean it's it's uncomfortable to have to bring a child into this world i mean i'm not a woman don't get me wrong so i don't know what it's like i've never done it i don't know either yeah so but (laughs) it's a big responsibility and a a commitment to get that sweaty gooey baby out of you oh it is and sometimes you know i'll be gotta push sometimes it'll just pop right out like (laughs) you know yeah, there you go. There that's, you the, go. that's the one. That's the sound. That's the sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's challenging. It's challenging because you have different personality types whenever you're in a band. And most <laughs> bands I know are yeah. always on the verge of fucking breaking up. <laughs> like every fucking band. Not us. <laughs> Just the amplitude of attitude Call me quadratic Or did I misconstrue it? So the dude, the wonderful was one-on-one I had a different view I see sine waves and x-rays Lost in some sonic sphere Aristocratic, so high And I'm shedding tears, mother Step, step, half-step Diatonic, harmonic, kaleidoscope 
in the black If you got the moves, set the sustaining attack If you want the view, you know you gotta step back I'm saying win or lose, just remember to laugh So let's talk a little bit about TikTok because that is my favorite thing right now. I love TikTok more than I love anything. It is the greatest internet social media platform that there is. Sick. Yeah. Okay. Switch it up. Um, uh, yeah, TikTok's cool. We uh, we we put I, a couple videos on TikTok once. Yeah, I, I started to kind of get ours going, but then I was kind of like, ah. I don't we had know. a viral Easter video, we dude. Did I remember that? Yeah, yeah. and that was weird because I remember I posted. I was so high, and I took the video and uh, posted it. And I woke up in the morning and I had notification. I looked at it and I was like, it was like ten thousand likes, and I was like, what? And it was, I, it was just so shocking because it was the stupidest thing. Made it on the fly. But since then, I know, I now know why it blew up. Because I understand how the, al- well, not the algorithm, but I understand what certain things you have to have in the video to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't really, we haven't done anything really since then. Yeah, that's a hard one, man. It's a hard one for me. It seems a little bit like disposable art in a sense. Yeah. I don't know if I can get, why do you love it so much? All art is disposable. Mm. Mm. that's the reality that we're living in 
you're honestly right about that. Mm. You're absolutely right about um, that. I love it because it's just a random mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can imagine. And what I like about it too is that people are honest on it. You can see bum fights on it. You can see people talking about their car breaking down. Mm-hmm. Every aspect. It, it's the most real. Would you agree with that, Millhouse? Yeah, I would say it's more real than like than than most things. Like mm-hmm. you can see every there if there's like something that you're into, there's probably a whole category for it on TikTok. Like there's a TikTok for like car guys. There's a TikTok for musicians. There, there's a TikTok for vintage trucks, man. There is. Dude. There's a whole you know there's a whole thing for it. It's kind of cool. Well, and the best part about it, and I I don't understand the algorithm. I think it's actually kind of top secret. But one thing I do know about it is that. With Instagram, you know, your posts only really get pushed to the top if you use the right tags and you post a certain time of the day and all this other shit. But with TikTok, the algorithm will put somebody with maybe like 10 followers, 8 followers, and just like blast their post everywhere and it'll go viral. Because that's what happened to us. Like we had like maybe 20 followers. The next day we had like 220. So mm-hmm. it's just, I like how it's more fair, like you were saying. It's it's super interesting because like you can literally you can be no one on there. You could start with zero followers exactly. and you make one good TikTok. And there's girls that'll start one and then the next day they'll have like ten thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing that they do it's is a, it's amazing. They'll do that and then they'll spend that into having an OnlyFans or 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 they'll launch merch like the next week. Yep. Merch. Like and they'll make they'll make like bank off of it and they put their uh and this is not just with with women but people will put their like their venmo and their cash app mm-hmm. and their tiktok bio because if they blow up people just start sending them money it it's really evolving like the like the music charts too because whatever's popular on tiktok is also popular on the charts well last summer there was a bunch of great songs that i actually liked that were pop songs that I kept hearing on the radio and I didn't know where they were from. And every time you got my car and one of them came on and I said, I like this song, you would tell me, dude, it's big on TikTok. Yeah, well, I'm the reason that you're like, hey, he has a TikTok addiction because I brought it up once and then he got it and now he's addicted to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm addicted to TikTok. It's, I, it's real. It, I had to put limits on my phone in order <laughs> to not get sucked in. Like now, I only have an hour of social media time a day across all apps. Oh, that's great. So I know that the that hour's only used for like posting and maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I have it, yeah. I have it uh, on there for um, once it gets to a certain time of night to where I can't like do anything or look at anything or just mindlessly scroll because I saw the amount of screen time that I was spending. So I'm trying to cut that down to just when I am like driving now. Yeah, I, I remember like, I don't. I didn't know you did that now, but I remember like a few weeks ago. I'd like hear you like at three a.m. with the TikTok going. Yeah, just like hearing all you know. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, dude. Because I, I had insomnia for a little while. I couldn't fucking sleep. Well, the blue light will keep you up. That's one of the screen. things. Plus, I don't know what was what was going on, but I was just going through this phase for like six months where I wasn't really sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. And I, I started. It's been better now for maybe like three or four weeks when I really started doing like heavy yoga an hour a day, like strenuous activity. Oh yeah. And that's helped a lot too. Cause it's cleaned out a little bit of the junk that's in my mind. So I just had to figure out like, okay, I don't know what's causing this. So I just have to start doing things and seeing what, what works. That yeah. Was- just trying new stuff. I can't sleep either, man. I'm like, 
but I've been kind of struggling with that my whole life, dude. But if I can't sleep, I just go do something. Like, I just can't lay there and That's wait. the best thing to do is go do something. Yeah. Spend time thro- uh, scrolling through audio gear. Dude, I mean, <laughs> if I'm on my phone, like, dude, I dude, I, I don't give Facebook, a shit. Facebook, Marketplace. Yeah, eBay. Craigslist, Shop Goodwill, eBay. <laughs> Reverb. Like, just i mean even just like researching pieces of gear like just yeah. preamps and like mm-hmm. oh my god it's just everything man i just like i just like i'm such a phase right now where i just want to learn as much as i possibly can about everything and so that'll keep me up at night sometimes but like more often than not man i just like get up get it get the fuck out of bed and then just run downstairs and start working on tunes or something yeah. just, right that's the right thing to do because what i was doing is i would get stressed out about not sleeping i'm like i have to wake up tomorrow and i have to get shit done and i noticed i just had an internal voice in my head that was negative about me sleeping and that was probably causing some of it yeah Yeah. i've been there i mean i've i've definitely had a six month period where i probably slept maybe an hour or two a night same thing you were saying i would just get so to the point like paranoid anxious like why can't i sleep why can't i sleep and then one day it was just over so yeah Mm. You gotta just let go. I think that's the secret to uh, happiness is really just letting go of all your your bullshit. Oh yeah, I mean, with me not being a dictator anymore and just moving into being a serial killer, I feel like that's a way for me to <laughs> to let go and just manage the micro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't control all of society. All I can do is control one person at a time. Yeah, their death. <laughs> Good luck with that, man. Hey, it's it's not that they're going to die. They have a choice. You always give someone a choice to do the right thing, and if they don't, then they die. Then you kill them, because the world needs to be cleansed. Yeah, man, that's uh, that that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> Actually, what I'd really do, I'm not commenting on it. What I would just stick Millhouse in a room with them and have him explain how they have to get out, and they would just get so frustrated they would choose death he'd be like dude you gotta do this and then you gotta do that and then you'll be free (laughs) and they would just get mad and choose and choose death i would suck in that situation dude like i'd be the i'd like i just start bullshitting like like with my captives dude we become friends we start playing backgammon and like (laughs) bro i'd be a terrible antagonist in that situation we i'd figure out what we had in common really quickly we all have something in common. I know, dude. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, That's what is the secret it? to humanity? Man, there's more things I think that everyone has in common than like all these disagreements everybody focuses on. That's a real fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, let's find out one thing we we don't agree on. Let's harp on that till the end of time. Honestly. Absolutely. That's been this like whole past year of just life. <laughs> feel. Well, for me, it's really taught me to be more empathetic to to people and to listen to them and what they're saying and what they have gripes with because before i would just be prone to brush everything off and not really listen so i was very self-absorbed it goes back to like kind of what i was saying before about like the self-pity thing it's like what was me i had a hard life they just need to fuck off and do whatever but i realized like trauma to someone or stressful situation to someone we all experience it we feel the, the same although the situation might not be as drastic mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly man everyone has their their own shit that's that's kind of what i've learned and like i, I just kind of got to this point just in my own self-pity that everyone goes through where i just i can't even express that to people in, in a sense just because like 
I just know I've had it so good. Like I'm just, I've had just such a lucky, cool, privileged life to have so many beautiful people around all the time. Like just, I'm, I'm just so fortunate and I'm grateful for it. And just, you know, trying, trying to wait. Sometimes when like somebody dumps something on you, like I'd rather just be that shoulder. I, I don't want to ever be on someone else's shoulder because I don't want to weigh anyone down with my stuff. Mm. Like I just, that's a better role for me, man. This is a better role. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it can be challenging to do though too, being that person for someone to lean on. And it was it was a skill that I had to had to learn because it makes me really uncomfortable whenever people start talking about the way that they feel. Oh yeah, they get all vulnerable. Yeah, what if they cry? Oh god. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it makes me internally. I feel like my biology changed from like. <gasps> <laughs> what do I say? I don't know what to say to this person right now. Sometimes I just, nothing is best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very true. Just people to listen. Need, people need a yeah. sounding board. And I mean, I certainly do sometimes. We all do. But mm-hmm. Where can people find the Weird Sisters at? The Weird Sisters Band.com is the most righteous place to find all of our stuff because there you can find links to instagram facebook youtube spotify all the places we have music all the places you can buy music without paying the music platforms that take all of our hard-earned money um there's also a lot of things on our website there's the horoscope um there is uh a lot of videos that you won't see anywhere else animations that we've been working on um just a lot of like secret bullshit that you might get a lot of entertainment from so we've been trying to get everybody to get to the website a little bit more because that's it's just way more fun than yeah. anything else it's ground zero yeah yeah and you can you can go to all you can go to instagram and, and do all that, all that stuff too man um from there but that's like the central nice location mm-hmm. well thank you so much for coming on Dude, thanks I for having us. I always love having you guys on. You're my oldest, dearest friends in Nashville. Oh, <laughs> Taylor. It's good chilling, dude. <laughs> for sure. You got it. Thank you. See you next week. Bye-bye. This podcast is produced to you by Taylor Miller.